Hello, and welcome to Life in Their Sandals. This is a podcast where we dive deep into the lives of biblical people to determine how we should live as Christians today. I'm your host, Chris McGrath, and today we have another great opportunity to talk about another narrative in the life of Christ. Today we're talking about the I Am and the Blind Man. This narrative can be found in the Gospel of John, chapter 8. In this passage of scriptures, Jesus has a heated confrontation with the Jewish leaders who are questioning his authority and his claims about himself. This all starts when Jesus claims to everyone, after he had already told the woman caught in the act of adultery to go and sin no more, Jesus then speaks to them again and says that I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees, of course, did not accept this, did not believe this. Jesus says to them that they should believe what he's saying because of the fact that God had so clearly been vindicating everything in the ministry of Jesus. Jesus used the term of sonship to refer to the spirit as the father. And they responded to them by asking, where is your father? And Jesus said, you don't know me or my father. But if you had known my father, then you would know me. And Jesus here is talking in the temple still, and no man came and uh, took hold of him. And Jesus tells them that he's going to go his way, and they're going to try to find him and seek him, but they are going to die in their sins. And they didn't know what he meant by that, so they wondered if he was talking about killing himself. But Jesus said, I'm telling you, I'm going to leave this world someday, and if you don't believe that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Finally, they cut to the chase and asked, who are you? Jesus said to them, I'm the same person I am that I told you from the beginning. Jesus then would say that they would know him when he was lifted up or when he was crucified and then rose again. There would be incontrovertible proof. But then he tells them that the only way that this is going to happen is by the Father, by the one that sent him. Of course, he's referring to the Spirit of God. And he speaks his words and many of the people here witnessing this encounter believe on him. Then Jesus said to the ones who believed If you continue in my word, then you are disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And the Pharisees answer and say, we are Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage. How can we be made free? Jesus then says something so important. He says that whoever commits sin is the servant of sin. But Jesus is ultimately able to free them from that sin. Jesus says, you're Abraham's seed, or you're his children, descendants. But you seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. Because you don't believe what I'm saying, you try to kill me. They then say that Abraham is our father. And Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children in faith, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you're trying to kill me because I told you the truth. But you do the works of your father. And they say, we have one father and it's God. And Jesus said, If God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Jesus then tells them something powerful. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in truth, because there was no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Jesus then said, but if they could listen and if they could keep his sayings, they would never see death. And they reply by saying, we know you are possessed now because Abraham is dead and all the prophets. And you're saying that if someone is righteous, they will never taste of death. Are you greater than Abraham? 
Are you greater than the prophets? Who are you claiming to be? Jesus then answered to them and said, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. The Jews said to him, You're not even 50 years old, and how have you seen Abraham? Jesus replied by saying, Before Abraham was, I am. And at these words they took up stones to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and passed right through them so that they couldn't kill him. Jesus, after this moment, later on, passed a man who was blind from his birth. His disciples asked the question, wanting to know, why was he blind? Was it because he sinned? Jesus said it's not because he sinned or his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest. He then said again, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And when he thus had spoken, he spat on the ground and he made mud from that clay of the ground. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay, told him to go wash. And he went and washed and he was healed. And neighbors saw him, other people saw him and marveled that he had been healed. And then later the Pharisees brought him before and it was the Sabbath day and the Pharisees said that Jesus was a sinner for doing this thing and he was a sinful man and ultimately the blind man said whether or not he's a sinner I don't know but this is what I do know I was blind but now I see later on Jesus went and found the man who was blind and told him who he was and the man fell down and worshiped Jesus then said that he was here to give sight to the blind and make the sightful blind one of the Pharisees standing by asked Do you think we're blind also? And Jesus said, if you would really recognize who I am, if you would admit your initial mistake, then you wouldn't be blind. But because you can't see who I am, you are blind. This this is an incredible narrative in scripture. So what are some of the takeaways that we can gather today? The first takeaway is this. Jesus is who he said he was. He is the light of the world. He shines to us so that we could have life and know which way to live. But just as Jesus is the light of the world, he's also God manifest in the flesh, as evidenced by his later conversations with the Pharisees. He is not just the Messiah, and he's not just a suffering servant, but he is Jehovah of the Old Testament, made into salvation for mankind. Another takeaway is this, that we are no better than the Pharisees. If we don't believe that Jesus is God and the creator of all life, then we will die in our sins, just like he said. We are no better, truly. But as he said, if we continue in his word, then we are disciples. We would then be able to know the truth, and the truth will make us free. This is more than being set free, and it's more than just knowledge that we have. But it refers to the spiritual state of teachability that we can have in our relationship with God, where God can build in us the things that we need to be free. If we don't undergo this process, if we are not teachable, if we're prideful, if we reject Jesus, then we really are showing who our Father is. But if we keep his saying, we will never see death, as he said, and we will never be separated. Because Abraham, a righteous man, a man of faith, never was separated, but he saw the day of Jesus and rejoiced and was glad. Another great takeaway from these narratives dealing with Jesus claiming to be I am and his healing of the blind man is that not everyone who is sick is because of sin. And I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this, but if you believe that today, then you are a Pharisee. Because it's not even a new doctrine that people are going around saying. But it is an old false one that Jesus confronted in this passage by healing the blind man. When the blind man was marveled that the Pharisees couldn't tell who Jesus was after his healing, they said to him, 
You were born in sin. And are you going to try to teach us? They claimed that his experience with Jesus that resulted in miraculous healing wasn't valid because of his sickness. Nobody can be invalidated spiritually because of a sickness. Because not all sickness is a result of sin or a judgment of God. Of course, there are moments where people can be sick as a judgment of God. But that is not what is happening in this case. And it's not what happens in every case. Some people are simply sick so that God could be glorified. Whether that happens in healing in this life or healing in the next. Whether that happens with someone being able to be a faithful example to God despite their sickness. It can be made for the glory of God. Because he can take a bad thing and make it good. Fourth takeaway, a lot of takeaways today, is that we're blind until we're sent by God. Jesus, when he told the blind man to go, he sent him to the pool of Siloam, which means sent. I just find it perfect and not an accident that this man was blind until he was sent by Jesus. The Pharisees were not sent by Jesus, but rather they were operating under the kingdom of their father, the devil. And this is why they could not recognize Jesus. Sometimes we have a misconception about the Pharisees, I think. They didn't kill Jesus because they recognized who he was and didn't want him to take away their shine. I don't believe that. Maybe you can make that argument. But I believe they killed him because they just didn't believe who he said he was. They did not even understand. They were so blind. They were not teachable. They were not willing to admit mistakes. And because of that, they totally missed what he was saying, even though it should have been so obvious to them. The last takeaway today is this. We are not saved until we recognized by Jesus. We're blind until we're sent, but we're not saved until we truly recognize and acknowledge. Jesus came back after the blind man had been made to see perfectly, to give him a chance to confess and to worship. The Pharisees, after seeing this, wanted to know if Jesus considered them to be blind. And of course he said yes. But it wasn't because they were stupid. <laughs> it wasn't because they had something wrong with them, like they wanted to prove everyone else had something wrong with them and they were perfect. But it was because they weren't humble enough to say that Jesus knew something they didn't. That when the God that they professed to worship tabernacled in flesh among them, they couldn't recognize him because of their ambition and pride. And because of this, they weren't able to be saved. Because like Jesus said, if they weren't going to believe that he was the I am who he said he was, then they would die in their sins. And they surely did. I hope you enjoyed this episode today talking about these incredible narratives, the I am and the blind man. I hope you tune in next week. We will be talking about someone who is very integral to the story of the Bible. And I know that you will enjoy it. Hope to see you next time. But in the meantime, be blessed. Have a great week.